All right, NBA. I wrote some months ago, some time ago, when when LeBron first announced that he was going to join the Lakers. LeBron James, as of right now, is in. He's in the conversation for who is the greatest of all time. That person that sits at the top is Michael Jordan. We all know this. That's no-brainer. LeBron has been compared to Michael his whole career. Ever since LeBron put the number 23 on and came to the Cleveland Cavaliers, where he was drafted, he has been compared to Michael Jordan. High expectations. You can't get no higher than that. For someone to compare you to Michael Jordan is everything. You cannot be any better than Michael Jordan. Period. Now, I could probably say that for any sport. So, LeBron James goes his first finals, loses against San Antonio. He gets sweeped. I'm going to say this right quick just to, you know, say it all to wrap it up in a nutshell. He wins two with Miami. He wins one with Cleveland. He has been to many finals, but he has lost more than he's won. This is all fact. This is all true. But being that he played with lesser players in the, in the eyes of many people, people still put him in that GOAT conversation. No one has ever won a championship for Cleveland. LeBron was able to do that with the help of Kyrie Irving. LeBron was able to do that. And it's a good chance that he could have won more if it wasn't for the Golden State Warriors going out and getting Kevin Durant, which that's another story. I'll get into that another time because I hate the way the Golden State Warriors are stacked. It's just unfair. And I hate the fact that Kevin Durant is not competitive enough to go win his own damn championship. But that's another conversation. LeBron was in the conversation for greatest of all time. Until he decided for some reason he wanted to go play for the Los Angeles Lakers. It didn't hit me when he first made the decision to go. As time went on, I realized something. I had an aha moment. LeBron James just completely screwed himself. Not to say he won't win anything with Los Angeles. But history 
legacy-wise. He completely screwed himself over. Not only now is LeBron compared to Michael Jordan, but he is now compared to the likes of Kobe Bryant. You see, everything was good when he won those two championships in Miami and he won the one championship in Cleveland. Everyone appreciated what LeBron was able to do. See, it's not necessarily how many you win is where you win a match. That one championship that he won in Cleveland was like worth three titles. And he already had three. But that, I mean, well, he had two technically, but that third one, might as well say he, it was worth another three. Because it was the big one. It was the one in Cleveland. Plus, people were all already looking at the fact that he made the finals many times. Coming up short in some, but Still, they were looking at who he had to work with and who he was going up against. But his decision to go to Los Angeles and play for the Lakers. Now, people are looking at him different. You're being compared to Magic, to Kobe, to Kareem, Jerry West. That liquor uniform means something. And I don't know if LeBron thought about this when he decided to go to the Lakers. See, the difference between a team like L.A., Miami, Cleveland, when you play for the Lakers... Having a good season is not good enough. They don't care that you're LeBron James. Your legacy means nothing if you're not able to win the championship. See, there are certain franchises you don't play around with. Certain teams you cannot escape not winning a championship and, and, and still being called a great. There's just certain teams you have to win with. Or you're nothing. I can name a few. Number one off the top of my head, the New York Yankees. The Boston Celtics. The Boston Red Sox now. They're becoming one of those teams. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers is definitely one of these teams. I get Okay, Notre Dame... Fighting Irish in, in college football. The Duke Blue Devils in basketball, in college basketball. Okay? There's certain franchises, certain teams, whether collegiate or professional, where the championship is the only thing that matters. You can get away with good seasons, good playoff runs in Cleveland with no championship. And they'll still... Look at your accomplishments. But with the Lakers, you have to win it all or you have not done anything. 
LeBron should not, and I repeat, should not, for legacy's sake, he should not have gone to the Lakers. It was a big move, a bad move. Someone should have advised them not to. Wrong decision, bruh. Wrong decision. But they say he did it for his family. That's between him and his family. But legacy-wise, he just messed up. Because now he's not just LeBron that won two titles with Miami and brought the big one home to Cleveland. Now he's LeBron the Laker. And unfortunately, I got to be honest with you. I don't doubt him. But I'm going to tell you what I believe in my heart. I think he's going to be the only Laker great that wasn't able to win the championship. You can go down the list of all the Laker greats. They all have that ring. I'm talking about the greats. The Shaqs, the Kobe's, the... Everyone has that ring. The Laker greats have those rings. I think he's going to be the only one that didn't get it. And that, within itself, is going to put him back, legacy-wise. Can Amari Cooper save the Cowboys? Is it too late? For those of you that don't know, we haven't been keeping up with the NFL as of late. Amari Cooper, former Oakland Raider, now Dallas Cowboy, is set to make his first NFL start for the Dallas Cowboys. A team that has underperformed a team that, for whatever reason, got rid of their best wideout. Now, I've criticized them all year long. When they got rid of Des Bryant, the first thing they should have done was figure out exactly who the hell was going to replace them. But they didn't do it. And then... Jason Witten retired, and they were unable to get a tight end to replace him. <clears throat> Although Jason Witten is not really, you know, it's kind of hard to replace him. But anyway, it took the Dallas Cowboys to play half of the regular season before they figured out that they needed a serious wide receiver, a deep threat, a, somebody that can actually 
cause the defense to double team or even be afraid of. There's there's no one on this offense other than Ezekiel Elliott that really strikes fear in the defense. I said that from the very beginning. Cowboy fans said I was hating. Cowboy fans, just like many others, thought Des Bryant was overrated and easily replaceable. But what they didn't understand, what I did understand, is that when you have a receiver like Des Bryant, you can't always just judge him on how many times he caught the ball or did he catch the ball in big game scenarios. Sometimes you have to judge a player like him based off of fear, the fear, the amount of fear that he strikes, the amount of fear that he gives opposing defenses. Des Bryant is a receiver that will cause a defense to have to double team him and have to always be aware of where he is on the field because he has big play potential at any given moment. He can change a game at any moment. So, they did not understand, I'm talking about the Cowboys staff, what losing a player like that really means. They went and got, they went and got Hearns from Jacksonville. And Hearns hasn't really done anything since, what, 2000. What, 15 maybe? Was it the 16 or 15? Like, I forget. But he's no Des Bryant. I've been calling for the Redskins, as a matter of fact, to pick up Des Bryant because Des Bryant could cause a team like the Redskins to be a NFC Conference Championship contender. They're already pretty good now. But anyway, we're not talking about the Redskins. We're talking about America's team, Dallas Cowboys. And I say that tongue-in-cheek because they have been an absolute failure since 1995. Oh, I'm not just talking about this season. I'm talking about since 1995, the Cowboys have only won two playoff games, I believe. So, this year, back to date, defensive defenses have found it much easier to get to Prescott, to rattle Prescott, to put him in a situation where he has really not much downfield. He doesn't have many downfield options because Beasley is a slasher. Not really a deep threat. Hearns, like I said, he's not all that. 
getting Amari Cooper, depending on what he does, how he plays, if he plays like he played for Oakland, uh, I believe about two years ago, then the Cowboys really got themselves something because they gave up a lot for him. <laughs> but it would be worth it if he shows up and plays like he played in Oakland a couple of years ago. If he shows up, Not only could he put the Cowboys back in the race for the NFC East, but they may be favorite again because Philly has dropped. The Giants don't even exist anymore. And the Redskins are still barely winning games. They're winning. They're winning, but they're winning by the skin of their teeth. As a matter of fact, the game against Dallas is a great example. It's a very great, it's a really, very, very good example of that um, Cowboys field goal kicker out there. I forget his name. He hit the, um, up the, the he hit the goal post and Thus, the Redskins have now opened up a two-game lead, I believe, on Dallas. Dallas just had a bye week, so I don't know how that yeah, how that computes. But anyway, coming off the bye week, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I hate the Cowboys. Let me be honest with you. But as a analyst, as someone who is analyzing. And reporting on this team, a person that's reporting on this team, I have to say, I really think that as Amari goes, so does Dallas. If he shows up, and he's capable of doing it, if he shows up and he works in this offense, They could very well be where they were when Dak Prescott first came to Dallas. Remember how good they were then? He may be the missing piece. He just may be it. I don't know if he can... I don't know if Dak is the same confident QB that he was in his rookie season. He's definitely fallen back some. Sometimes this happens in the NFL. Quarterback comes out hot. We've seen it before. He comes out on fire, and then the sophomore season or the third season in, they regress some. You can blame a lot of things for that, but as Amari goes, so does Dallas. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see if he is able to be that spark plug that they need because they gave up a lot for him. Can he be 
the savior of this team. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, very quickly, it's going to be a short show this week. Um, NFL trade rumors. This is coming from um, CBS Sports. There's rumors of um, Tom Brady picking up some new weapons for the New England Patriots. And that within itself is scary as hell. Um, it says, let's see, this is CBS Sports. It says, NFL trade rumors. Patriots want premium wide receiver, but Golden Tate and Demarius Thomas is gone. And I say, good. It says, um, giving Tom Brady another weapon in the passing game would be like giving Batman a jet ski. But the Patriots know a good quarterback can never have enough toys and are reportedly considering pursuit of multiple high-profile wide receivers at the trade deadline, according to a report. Damn, didn't they just get Josh Gordon? Um, it says, uh, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports first reported, wow, this is funny, uh, CBS <laughs> covering Fox Sports, but anyway, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports first reported the Patriots' interest in jumping into a um, into the trade market for a top-end wideout. Reporting on Sunday, the pass will be very active. Um, it says, the New England Patriots, they are trying to go after a bona fide premium wide receiver, offering up a high draft uh High draft choices for that, Glazer reported. So they're they're willing to give up some high picks in the draft for a big name or big time receiver. So this is this is um this is showing you the mindset of the Patriots now. Now remember, the Patriots are infamous for not signing big name receivers, but. Apparently, they don't feel like what they have is good enough to win it all. And you know Brady wants that, what, sixth championship? Um, let's see. Multiple reports from NFL media named two specific wideouts who, um, who could be trade targets for New England. Unfortunately for the Patriots, both of those players have been traded. And that was Denver's. Demarius Thomas was the first name mentioned by Mike Girardi as a potential name to watch for the um, Pats, but he's since been traded to the Texans. Ooh, and that's interesting. Ooh, the Texans. That's 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 interesting. You know the Texans. You never know. You never know. Keep an eye out for the Texans. Says while well, Ian Rappaport um, added Lions wideout Golden Tate to the list of names the Patriots could be eyeing. Um, but Tate was also traded on Tuesday, getting shipped to the Eagles, and the Eagles definitely need him. Well, then again, do they really? I don't know what's wrong with the Eagles. I don't know if um, Carson Wentz is back to... Well, he played good. Um, I'm trying to think. It's, what's wrong with Philly? They're just losing. 
They're just losing. You know, sometimes you have one of those seasons where it's not one thing that you do wrong. You're just you're losing those close ones, you know. Um, Tate was also traded on Tuesday, getting shipped to the Eagles for a third-round pick despite claiming on Monday night that he didn't expect to be dealt. Damn, a third-round pick? That's pretty, yeah. It's like the Eagles got away with one. Tate got more specific with um, Dave Burkett. I hope I said his name right. Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press, saying he believes he won't be going anywhere and that he's closer to an extension um, than a potential trade. It says, I don't think so, Tate told Burkett on Monday, uh, on Monday evening after the rumors started swirling. I feel like I'm a huge part of this organization, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, he got traded anyway. So long story short, I was going to read the rest, but there's no need. He's gotten traded already. It says, um, with Thomas and Tate off the off the board for the Patriots, who might make sense now? Here's a couple of other high-impact guys who could be difference makers at the deadline. Oh, you got Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon is uh, 32 years old. He's a 32-year-old possession receiver. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, man. He is not happy with Tampa Bay. Holy crap, I just messed up. I, I messed it. Yeah, but anyway, I'm back. Um, Deshaun Jackson is not happy with Tampa Bay. He is pissed off. Jameis Winston is, is screwing up like I said he would. I would have left Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Long story short, Tampa should not have pulled the trigger. They should have left Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Um... Oh, let me read this part about Deshaun Jackson. It says, Deshaun could be the guy to watch here. He is he has one year left on his contract. After this season with no dead money, he's a burner who would um, complement what the Patriots have on their roster, and he's made it clear he, won't, he would like it out of Tampa Bay, although that might change if Ryan Fitzpatrick slides back under center. So... <sighs> Fitzpatrick has to go back on the center. I don't know if they've already pulled the trigger. I heard a rumor that Tampa was going back to Fitzpatrick. I, I would have never taken him away. I would have never have put Jameis Winston back in. Just my opinion. A lot of people say, well, Fitzpatrick, he's not consistent, this, then the third. Listen, I will take inconsistent Fitzpatrick over Jameis Winston any day. Fitzpatrick has that... See, how do I explain this? Certain quarterbacks just have a magic about them. Um, damn, I didn't mean to use that old cliche fist magic, but um, that's corny and cheesy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> trying to think, how do I say this? Fitzpatrick is the type of person, he's kind of like Eli. Remember when Eli had those two flukes? Super Bowls, now we want to call it fluke. I mean, he was skilled and talented. But that's how Fitzpatrick is. Fitzpatrick could get you there. You just never know with him. When he's bad, he's bad. When he's good, he's really good. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Um, Jameis Winston is never going to get you anywhere. He's just going to be 
okay at best. Fitzpatrick is the type of person when he's on, he could get you to the next level. And I'd rather deal with that than to deal with somebody that just, first of all, Winston can't stay out of trouble. Well, he couldn't since college. Nothing's going to change. I would rather just have Fitzpatrick in there and, and roll the dice. Um, and the other receiver that the New England Patriots are looking at is uh, Larry Fitzgerald. That would suck if Fitzgerald went to the Patriots. Because first of all, um, I'm a Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald fan, and I hate New England. To see him play for the Patriots would just absolutely suck. I would be stuck between wanting to see him win a championship and wanting to see the Patriots lose. I felt the same way with Randy Moss. I, I love Randy Moss. Hate the Patriots. It says, um, it says Larry Fitzgerald is the last name on the list. How much time do I have? Okay, I got to hurry up. Might get cut off here. It says Larry Fitzgerald is the last name on the list who would make a lot of sense if he's willing to play for a team other than the Cardinals, the Patriots, and Fitz would go together like peanut butter and jelly, although the Cardinals may um, may want to hang. They want to um, keep Fitzgerald around. Let's see. Uh, and help Josh Rowan, um, Rosen. Listen, the Cardinals need to give up Fitzgerald and get whatever they can get. Okay. I know he's your longtime receiver and ambassador and representative of the team, but it's time to cut bait. Let him go. Um, let him go try to win a championship with New England and get what you can get for him because this is it. Either way, this is it. So uh, that's just my opinion. That's my thought on that. But the fact that New England wants another receiver is scary for the whole entire league. 